Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Football with Gumbo. This is Ja. Hey, you know it's Dougal over here. What's going on, folks? Hey, guys. So we are now entering uh, week 13. Usually this would be the week where, you know, you're kind of getting ready for the playoffs. If you play fantasy, you know, anytime before 2021. Uh, but this year, this is the week before the final week. And we have some important decisions to make. A lot of you guys are dropping players that you've been holding on to. Maybe a Drake London. Obviously, Allen Robinson went out, which I will talk about more later. Uh, but these are important times in fantasy football. And uh, this week, we're going to give you guys some solid fantasy football tips, tricks, and advice to help you navigate these uh, these choppy waters. Yo, they are getting kind of troublous, aren't they? I mean, myself, I had Michael Carter go out, which kind of sucks. But sounds like some decent news because it sounds like it's a lower ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. You know, there is some room for concern because, I mean, if you are a smart coach like Robert Sala is, I don't think he's going to force him back or rush him back, anything like that. No. It looks like he's currently day-to-day with a low ankle sprain. Right, right. And so there's discussion about him possibly playing this week, but we saw last week a man by the name of Zonovan Knight. Not, who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that Uh, become relevant and become a damn near workhorse in New York uh, when Michael Carter stepped out. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what to think because, I mean, he looks like he's pro-ready. I mean, this guy is a rookie, so it's kind of crazy to see him pop off like this. But, yo, when it was his time to shine, he went and did it. Motherfucker, he did it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it was against the Bears, who are pretty lackluster defense, I would say. Um, And, you know, it might have just been him taking advantage of a really bad defense. But nonetheless, I mean, it's still a reputable defense that this rookie, I mean, if he had zero skill, he shouldn't have been able to run on him like he did. You know, he's a pretty sizable back. He's what you want to see in a workhorse back. And what I mean by that is he's closer to like the 215 mark in terms of weight. He's 5'10", a little bit taller than that. And he had a great, impressive debut. He came in and he had over 100 yards total the first time he touched NFL grass. He came in, he had 69 yards on 14 carries. He caught three targets for 34 more yards against the Bears. And, you know, he's an undrafted rookie who came out of North Carolina State. From what we saw and from what we hear about Michael Carter, if Zonovan's serious and if he's been showing out in practice, I think that he very well could kind of find a way to uh, mix into the equation this week. It's hard to say that he's going to be a long-term stash or a long-term hold, but I do think that he has some value in Week 13. I would be spending five to get him at this point. If you have five left, I'm not mad at you going all out to get this guy. I'm not mad at you saying I'm all in and you go get a guy who can be maybe an RB2 or an RB1 for you during the most important weeks of the year. Facts, man. Well, let me ask you this quick. I mean, since we're still on running backs that have gotten injured and, you know, T's and P's, my boy, Michael, I hope he is ready to get get back to work this week because I do need that guy to start for me. No cap. Nonetheless, bro, I want to talk about this cat for a second because he kind of went off too. And that's Jamichael Hasty. <sighs> hasty, hasty, hasty. Yeah. His week last week was tasty. What the hell did you just say? Hey. <laughs> that's corny. Look, the guy went crazy at 18 points. Uh, he had five catches for 67 yards. He had a receiving touchdown. He ran the ball 12 times for only 28. 
But at the end of the day, he led the Jaguars' backfield in Week 12. Facts. So let me ask you this, man. So that was with Travis Etienne out with a foot injury that doesn't look to be very major at all. It uh, seems very minor. So I wouldn't doubt that if, uh, Travis Etienne comes back this week and becomes the lead back again. But do you see Jamichael, I mean, obviously with a foot injury, do you think he could take at least a little bit off of his plate and kind of be that RB2 that you could trust to put in a flex? I argue that I think Jamichael Hasty could be... I would prioritize Donovan Smith over Jamichael Hasty on waivers. And the reason I say that is because the Jaguars did trade for Daryl Henderson a couple of weeks ago. And this feels like it would be around the time in which Daryl Henderson starts to get some work in the Jaguars' backfield. Yeah, now that you mention that, yeah, I think he was a healthy scratch just because they just picked him up off of waivers. So. He's learning the playbook. It might be a bit different. They run a lot of RPO. So there's a little bit more for him to do on his end that he may or may not be comfortable with. So I do think that Daryl Henderson is going to be a factor come week 14 and moving forward. And Zonovan Smith, I mean, look, he has the size. He has the weight to him. James Robinson was a healthy scratch, and Zonovan Smith played over him, which tells me that you know, through the last three weeks, I don't know if they believe in James Robinson. Oh, wait, yeah. You know, James Robinson was a, that healthy scratch. And that tells me that he's either not picking up or he's not performing. Because, granted, a week or two getting accustomed to a playbook may be normal. The dude's been in New York now for close to a month. And, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not picking up and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Ty Johnson was getting reps ahead of him. Yeah, dude, I don't know what to do at this point with James Robinson. I don't know if I could stash him really at the moment. I don't know, unless, like, if we see this week that he's actually getting some meaningful touches with the ones. Bro, I, I, I feel like I'm in a position to drop that guy right now. Yeah, and, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. Obviously, we could be wrong, but uh, looking at that, I prioritized Jermichael Hasty after Zonovan Smith this week. I like Jermichael. I think that with the foot injury, you always have to be cautious. But I think that with the presence of Daryl Henderson, that kind of really takes away the little bit of value that's there right now with Jermichael Hasty. I just don't think that there's a lot of upside from there. Facts, man. So, hey, let me ask you this for a second. Do you want to talk about this lit-ass rookie that I absolutely love, or do you want to continue talking about the run game for a second? Take me where you want to go. All right, bro. Let's talk about running the track, because that's exactly what the fucking Eagles did this past week against the Packers. Bro, that was fucked up. I mean, I was, I won't lie, I was kind of loving it a bit personally just because I do have Jalen Hurts. And, uh, yeah, my boy gave me 36 points damn near, and I basically slept like a baby the last two nights. Dude, Miles Sanders had 143 yards. Yeah, dude. And two tutties. Yeah, dude, and uh, kind of game well, he even got some work. Bro had, I think, two touchdowns as well, if I'm not mistaken, at least one. Dude, Jalen Hurts had 157 yards. Yeah, bro, it was wild. And I ate, like, yo, I was so happy. What the fuck? I was ecstatic when this was happening. At the same time, while it was happening to my favorite team, I was heartbroken. But as a fantasy player, yo. Listen. My boy's legit. Listen, there's not a lot of people who have Jalen Hurts right now that aren't in contention for the playoffs. He has definitely performed as one of the better quarterbacks in fantasy. If you got Jalen Hurts, you probably got him around like that fourth or fifth round mark. But some guys who were going uh, respectfully ahead of him were guys like Kyler Murray 
and Justin Herbert. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, Tom Brady was falling maybe only a round or two after Jalen was going off the board. Lamar Jackson, even. Hurts has outperformed all of those guys. And what he does on the ground is obviously only done when it's necessary. But he does enough of it to give him a solid floor. And then he has so many weapons on offense, formerly Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders. He has so many ways to score touchdowns, whether it's through the air or it's on the ground. And he is the epitome of what you want in a fantasy quarterback. But and and so just to end on the Eagles here for a second, if you are looking for someone to possibly stream or, you know, obviously trade deadline is over. But, um, you know, I would say pick up Kenneth Gainwell just because it seems like right now they are running the track a little bit more with Dallas Goddard out on IR. So I feel like the passing attack is somewhat limited to an extent or I feel like they might be favoring the run. And so I think that Kenneth Gamewell, who's owning 20% of leagues, basically, I think that this guy definitely could be one of those streamers that you could utilize, you know, with uh, James Conner out this week because of the bye. Mm -hmm. If you want to go pick up someone off of waivers, I think that could be another cap for you. Yeah, boy! Hey! If you guys are enjoying the episode, do us a favor and go ahead and give us a follow on whatever audio platform you're currently streaming on. It goes a long way towards supporting the show, and it lets us know that you guys enjoy the content. Uh, back to the episode. A guy who, I don't know if he's going to be on waivers in your respective leagues anymore, guys, because he had just a breakout game last week. Uh, but Zay Jones was a monster this week in fantasy. Gave a lot of people a lot of hope. Damn near a dub. He had 24 points in fantasy with 11 catches and 145 yards. Yeah, dude. And Trevor Lawrence just continues to be an absolute dog. This is a big reason, not only for redraft and, you know, maybe you were lucky enough to go and get him off of waivers or you just dashed him on your bench. But this is important also for Dynasty. Because if you think back to maybe approximately eight to nine months ago, they signed Zay Jones to this team on a free agent deal for him to come in and play the X. Yeah, and they paid him a lot of money, too. They paid him north of $40 million. And so the first week after the buy, after the first 10 weeks of the fantasy season and the NFL season, they decide to start giving this man work. Yo, I feel like they actually paid him to be the Y just because they do have Christian uh, Kirk that they pay even more than him. To I be the want, slot, I, yeah, I, I just for want, sure. Well, he, bro, Christian Kirk can play literally any of those wide receiver positions. For sure. Uh, Zay guy, Jones is just bigger. Yeah. He's 6'2", 200. Yeah, but, I mean, Christian Kirk's the lead dog on that team. Let's not get it wrong. Regardless, I think that they're going to start establishing a role for Zay Jones as they get ready to integrate Calvin Ridley in 2023. Bro, that's going to be a dirty-ass receiving room if you want to talk about that for a second. This is a good time to buy Trevor Lawrence if you're a dynasty player trying to get a quarterback for the future. Yo, that's not a terrible take at all. I think that his future is going to be bright as fuck and i think that you know if we're talking about calvin ridley if you want to buy low for a second in dynasty mm, you know well, some okay, so, some motherfuckers might be able to sell him just because they think yo this motherfucker's been been out of football for just about two years who wait. knows what he's going to be like i mean let's look at michael thomas for a second with his bitch ass Dude, don't be saying that. Bro, he's a bitch ass now. Dude, so, yo, let's. I mean, I don't want to, you know, play second fiddle or anything, but I feel like. That's not coming Calvin, from Ja, that's coming from Dugo. Bro, I'm just saying that sometimes, hey, like, 
I don't know, taking two years off just isn't the greatest. I mean, we're going to see the same thing with fucking Deshaun Watson this week coming back, bro. Yo, uh, a guy I think everybody should be picking up on waivers is David Bell. He plays the slot in Cleveland. He's starting to kind of get some work. And I think that David Bell is going to be a guy who can uh, work underneath with Deshaun Watson and, you know, get some work in and uh, maybe end up in the red zone more often. Listen, Deshaun Watson, we don't know what happened. I'm not advocating for any of that. This is just strictly fantasy football points and numbers. I think that he has the ability to help his offense out. And we could see guys like David Njoku, like David Bell, like Donovan Peoples-Jones. What about your boy? And Amari Cooper. And Kareem Hunt. Maybe even Nick Chubb. All these guys are gonna see a, they're gonna see a boost on offense, y'all, and uh, I want I want I want a portion of that offense just to sit on my bench and see what happens. I don't even have to play them. I'm getting them for so cheap. You Bro, could, you could spend two bucks fab this week and go get David Bell. I I'm I'm kind of interested to, to see what happens to that rushing attack though, just because I feel like you know I don't want to be that guy, but the veteran comes on to the team. We saw what happened to Denver. I mean, they can't run the ball or the shit. It might be because it might be because of the offensive line, or it might be because Russell Wilson wants to be passed first. Deshaun Watson, when he was in Houston, it was always him having to make a play. So I just hope that that doesn't transition. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think this team will still lean on the run moving forward. I, I hope think. so, dude. I mean, that's what makes this team great on offense. If anything, I think they integrate some kind of an RPO similar to what they run in Jacksonville. To where you can obviously run the ball 60% of the time. Uh, but you can also, you know, call out of a run play. Hit Amari Cooper on a hot route. Hit David Bell on a hot route. Which is where I think a lot of this improvement would come from if they decided to run that offense. And Kevin Stefanski is a pretty smart coach. He's he's one of those, like, brainiacs. He's one of those, like, uh, Kyle Shanahan types. To where he's just innovative... He'll try different formations, and he'll get the most out of his talent. Big, uh, who's the Vikings coach? Uh, that is Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Mike McDaniels. That kind of, that kind of class, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that he could be, uh, a league winner for a team that might be lacking a quarterback? No. No. I think he's going to have a little bit of rust, but I think that throughout a game he can make plays that Jacoby Brissett cannot make that are going to give your fantasy players on the Cleveland Browns that extra boost. Because their floor is still going to remain their floor, but their ceiling is going to increase by maybe three or five points. When you talk about having Deshaun Watson, who everyone may not eat, but somebody's going to eat well on a week-to-week basis, right? And if the ball has to go around, better chance you... Get a 50-yard touchdown when it's Deshaun Watson passing you the ball as opposed to Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I mean, there ain't no lie with that. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that the wide receivers definitely take a bump for sure. I mean, if you've seen what he was working with in Houston, I mean, yeah, he had Hopkins and he also had Brandon Cooks for a bit. He had... You know, Yeah, but he made Will Fuller look like a fucking G, dude. And since he's been in Miami... You know, like, it's just not the same. So I think that he might just be kind of, like, bushki at this point. You know, speaking of Week 13, we obviously surpassed the trade deadline. 
Uh, did you make any last-minute trades at the deadline before Monday Night Football with no. the Colts and Steelers? No, I didn't, dude. I kind of just stayed the course. I think I'm just going to ride waivers. I think that's my best play to kind of make a difference on my team. Um, so I got some waiver pulls in. Okay. But at least right now, no, I, I, I did not make any final trades. What about you, bro? Uh, Well, I did make one trade. I was able to trade DeAndre Hopkins in Dynasty. Okay. And in return, I got a late first-round pick. I traded it to a team that's contending in Dynasty, that's actually you know fighting for a chance to win the trophy and has a great shot at it. And I just gave him one of the highest-scoring wide receivers since you know Week 9 or whenever it was he came back. I'm going to get a first-round pick somewhere between 6, 7, 8, 9, or 10. I'm cool with that. If you're in Dynasty, that trade deadline probably hits a little bit different because you have way more time to kind of, you know, formulate a plan around it. But what I will say is I saw some crazy trades. I saw some great trades. And I saw a lot of activity in the chat this weekend on my Fantasy League. So that's what we play the game for. Right? Community. I want to talk about some of what we have going on this week. We want to talk to you guys about some streamers, some starters, and uh, the teams on buy that you should, uh, you know, you should be prepping for. All right, so we're going to talk about some streamers. Let's recap what we talked about before. So that was uh, we had Jonathan Knight. He's the running back who's probably going to be starting for the Justice Week if Michael Carter can't go. We got Jamichael Hasty, who it could be a possible play if you need a running back. And I have at least a feeling that they're going to split the carries between him and Travis Etienne. Okay. And I have one final running back I want to just touch on, and that's Dontrell Hilliard. Wow. Okay. Bro, I think I think with the Eagles, like the Packers kind of exposed their rushing defense. Okay. And so I think that when you're talking about a really, really run-heavy uh you know, team like the Titans, I think at some point, you know, King Henny, he's going to be coming off, get some breathers because he's going to be running down their fucking neck. Dontrell's going to come in. He's probably going to get like a swoop pass or some shit, and I think he's going to step in for a tutty. So, you know, when we're just trying to gather points, when we're trying to get points in a league and try to get that dub, I think that Dontrell, when he's owned in 19% of leagues, I think that it definitely could be a streamer play that you could have to, you know, take that leg over your opponent this week if you are dying and need a flex play. Interesting. Uh, okay, I see where you're taking the culture. Or I mean, even I, I mean, even a RB two spot if you're really scratching the bottom of the barrel, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, with James Conner out this week, or mm-hmm. you know, Deontay Foreman, you know, like these motherfuckers are out, so you're kind of scraping for some running backs. All right, so assuming y'all are in, you know, like somewhat active leagues and people actually pay attention to waivers and they actually go in and make their claims, you're probably hearing this after waivers of process for your league already. So I want to talk about some guys that should be available, maybe are available as free agents. And one of the first guys that I wanted to talk about was going to be Quez Watkins for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So to stay on the topic of Philadelphia, okay. obviously there's no Dallas Goddard. Quez Watkins is their slot receiver, and he gets a lot of inside work now that I got, Dallas Goddard isn't there to kind of consume that target share. Facts. He's a guy that had, you know, went for double digits the last two weeks against the Packers and the Colts. Uh, last week with the Packers, he had three catches, 35 yards, and a tud. The week before, he had two catches and a tud, 31 yards. 
And in the last two weeks, he's finished as at least a wide receiver three. Ooh, I burned my finger on that hot take. I think that trend continues. I think that everyone's primary focus is A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith is left to eat. And then Jalen Hurts, you know, someone's got to catch those inside balls. And I think that he is a guy who uh, sees a lot of red zone work. And uh, while I'm on the topic of receivers, fuck it, let's get into it. I want to talk about Nelson Aguilar. Okay. Jacoby Myers is obviously a little bit banged up. Nelson Aguilar has been stepping up as the, uh, I don't know if I want to call him the alpha, but he's kind of like the lead dog in New England at the moment. You know, he had a pretty productive week last week. Looking at the game summary, he played the Minnesota Vikings, had six catches, 65 yards, and a tud. I think that trend could continue. Uh, he has a pretty easy matchup with the uh, Buffalo Bills. I think that Nelson Aguilar is one of those guys who just has enough targets to warrant his usage. He's a pretty halfway decent flex for you. Okay. He averages, you know, something around six, six-ish points a game maybe at, at his floor, but I think with the increased usage, you know, should surmount that. No doubt, and I got one last receiver for y'all. I'm going to say DJ Chark against the Jacksonville Jaguars this upcoming week. Currently owning 19% of leagues. I think that Jacksonville doesn't have a great secondary, and I mean, people are dropping him because they think that Jameson Williams is going to come back in full force this week. I think he's going to get some playing time, but I don't think he's absolutely going to play a shit ton of snaps. So I would expect that DJ Chark against his former team is going to want to go off. So throw him in for a flex play if you need him. Like I said, owned in 19% of the leagues, DJ Chark. Y'all got to give us our flowers. If y'all been with us since day one, if y'all been with us since we started this podcast back in February of 2022, then you would have heard us in the offseason talk about a certain guy, Josh Jacobs who has been going insane. He's been a valid start of the week every single week, if you would have, you know, wanted to go in that direction. And last week, my guy had a damn near 50-burger with over 300 yards. Yeah, dude, I won't lie. I kind of faded him this offseason towards, uh, towards the beginning of the year. So, my bad on that, Josh. I hope you uh, forgive me. Bro is currently RB1 depending on what kind of league format you play in. Uh, in standard leagues, he's the one. In PPR leagues, he is the two. He has nine touchdowns on the ground with 11 games played. He averages 100 yards a game. He has 1,159 yards. He's a dog. We've been trying to tell you he's a dog. And uh, he's a guy who, you know, he, right now he's dealing with a little bit of injury concern. Uh, apparently he had a cow strain which we're still kind of waiting to see what happens with. He's getting around-the-clock treatment. But assuming that he does play, he seems like he's going to be the centerpiece of that offense. And why don't we get into it? I think Josh Jacobs is someone you have to start every week, but I want to talk about starts of the week for Week 13. We've been raving about this guy for the last few weeks. I'm going to go with Christian Watson, bro. He's going against the Bears, and it seems like regardless of who's fucking quarterback for the Packers, he's the main target. Mm-hmm. So, my start of the week, Christian Watson goes off against the Bears. He becomes the new mayor of Chicago. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, That's dude. Disrespectful shit to say. I think that Christian Watson, <laughs> as a rookie, is going to absolutely manhandle the Bears. I, I think he can go for, obviously, starts of the week. We want to go 15 plus. This motherfucker's probably going to go 20 plus, bro. I really like this guy this week. Nice. Okay. I see where you're coming from with that. 
And Christian Watson is one of those dudes who just seems like he's gonna get a he's gonna get a touchdown every single week. Yeah, every dude. single week he looks like he's gonna find a way into the end zone. He's just so fast, and I mean he's versatile. I think that he has a really really long future ahead of him at least right now, bro. Mm-hmm. My start of the week is actually somebody a little bit more low key. Okay. I'm kind of taking more of a swing with this one. Okay, so I like it. As a reminder, if y'all just started listening to the show, our starts of the week are players that we think can get you 15 or more points. Uh, we use half PPR metrics for this, so that way we can meet everyone in the middle. But we try to pick players who, as an example, are going to get you something like 100 yards, six catches, good chance at a tud. My pick of the week this week is going to be Darius Slayton, New York Giants wide receiver. That's a big swing, bro. I don't know if that's going to hit. I'm going to be real with you. Uh, Darius Slayton against the Washington Commanders in a game in which the Giants need to win. I think that he's the big play threat, and I think he makes a big play in this game. I think that the Giants are kind of realizing that they're not going to get Wandale Robinson back anytime soon. The Washington Commanders are going to play the run, and they're going to try to stop Saquon. And they have a great D-line who should be able to do that. You should have said second to none because that would all rhyme together. Crazy. Hey, nah, dude. I mean, when you spell it out like that, I think that you got to have – you have a couple decent points. My biggest thing, though, is if the Giants want to win a fucking game, I think that they need to have Daniel Jones be a little bit more creative and run a little bit more just because right now it seems like ever since he stopped running and, you know, getting the overages on his rushing attempts or rushing yards – they ain't winning games, bro. So I think that Daniel Jones needs to run the ball a little bit fucking more and not trying to force these stupid-ass passes. My projection for Darius Slayton this week goes something around the lines of five catches. Let's go with 93 yards and a touchdown. That's a lot of yards, and that's a good touchdown. Let's see what happens, bro. So, five catches, 93 yards, touchdown. That's my projection for Darius Slayton this week against the uh, against the Washington Commanders. All right, and we'll just leave you with these last few uh, reminders. So, we got the Cardinals and the Panthers on by. Streams of the week, we're going to go with DJ Chark, Nelson Aguilar, Quez Watkins, Zonathan Knight, Dontrell Hilliard, and Jermichael Hasty. Jai, got any last words for the folks? Smooth. Nope. Uh, we hope you guys have another amazing week. We hope you all come out with victories. Uh, let us know your guys' thoughts. Follow us on Twitter at the Gumbo Pod. Make sure you follow us on YouTube for additional free content where we kind of break down players one by one and do individual takes. Uh, but until next time, happy fishing. My name is Josh. Hey, it's Dugo. Appreciate your head top.